knows happening? What is going on? Welcome into Sports Betting Daily. Appreciate you joining us on a Tuesday. All right, let's get to it. Today we're, we're going to talk about buying points. Uh, we've we've been teasing this for about a week or so, and I think this is such an important topic because so many people out there have gotten used to buying points and looking at the alternate spreads and adjusting markets so we feel comfortable with the spread we get and kind of ignore the price, right? And what I mean by that is, let's say we like an underdog, but the price is plus six. Many people out there will just get the plus seven on the alternate lines because they're more comfortable with seven, regardless of whether it's minus 120, minus 130, or minus 140. So that's my point here. So I think, again, this is super important because so many people people are doing this. Let's talk about what's going on behind the scenes and why this is more and more available. So let's rewind and start back in the 1970s, 1980s, because back then it was actually very common for bookies and bettors to negotiate on prices, you know, and this is long before the days of, of legalization in, in a, a you know, regulated market. So most of the betting took place with your local bookie, someone you knew from you know, work or the local gym or bar or wherever. Right. And so that's how it was done in the seventies and eighties. You would negotiate, Hey, Bill, I like team a, but I don't like him with this. What did you, what do you give me for a half point? You know? And this was because no one knew at that point, the true value of what a half point should cost. And as the nineties approached computers were really beginning to take over and beginning to make their way onto the sports betting scene. This is evident with the computer group and Billy Walters. They were one of the first public syndicates to use computers as their base. And this is so important because this is where all of this new age betting stems from. It's computers and data because computers and data offer insight into everything in the world. And sports betting is no exception. And this includes how much is a point worth. And So for the first time in history, in the late 80s, early 90s, it wasn't about intuition. It wasn't about negotiation. People were finally able to actually, accurately price the value of a point. And data and computers are so important in this process because they allow us insight to these complex problems. And this isn't just sports betting. This is honestly all over the place in today's world. Data scientists this may sound a little out there for those who don't understand or those who don't know what data scientists do, but data scientists literally predict the future with data. Now that may again seem crazy to you, but if you just think about it, this is exactly what meteorologists are doing. You know, for them to predict what the weather's going to be tomorrow, what do they do? They take all this data we have on yesterday's weather and last week's weather and last year's weather, and we can compare it to history. What were the last, you know, we're recording this on November 28th. What were the last 50 November 29th like, right? So we can start to get data and piece together an idea of what may happen in the future. And then we need to take into account atmospheric pressure and different climate changes and all that kind of stuff, right? So the point is, it's the same idea, right? Meteorologists aren't really doing much different than what I'm doing. This happens in insurance. You know, actuaries do this. Current insurance actuaries and insurance, you know, people who work in the in the uh, insurance industry, they don't actually really know how many 16-year-olds who get their license for the first time this year will be in car accidents. They have no idea. But they can make a very, very educated guess and predict, okay, we think it's going to be this many based on history and data and current 
cultural changes and all different kinds of stuff that they can say, okay, based on all this data, here's what the insurance rates will be. So when we think about this in those terms, it seems more normalized, more legitimate. But for sports betting, I think what happens is it's so new and so many people do it just for fun that it's harder to wrap your mind around predicting what's going to happen in sports. But really, it's the same exact process. We're taking a bunch of information and quantifying unknowns. Overall, the ability to price data and do just that, quantify unknowns, is so much better now than it's ever been before. And it's exciting with sports betting because what we've learned are so many things. And amongst those, we've learned what the exact value of points are. So if you want to buy a half point, if you want to buy a point, we know exactly what those points should cost. Now, a few bullet points here, a few notes. As we move through time, these things change. So in the NFL, what a point is worth today is not what a point was worth in 2000, and it's not also what a point was worth in 1970. So as we move through time, it's important that the models and the numbers we work with update and adjust to whatever changes there are in the sport, changes there are in technology for athletes, changes there are in health and, and wellness for the athletes. And that's an important part of this, right? But with those changes is where we can find a lot of opportunity to make money because the game is always changing, but at the same time, we still can agree collectively. It doesn't matter who you talk to. We can agree what the exact value of an NFL point is today and exactly what we should pay for it. So let's take some time and, and go through a bit of a complex, or not complex, but maybe tedious part of the podcast. And I think a lot of people out there will find this very useful. We're going to give a chart that you can sit down and write down and you can pause it and go through. And I'm going to give on this podcast what I've found the value of a, a half point to be buying in the NFL, right? If you want to buy from two and a half to three, what should you pay? If you want to buy from five and a half to six, what should you pay? I will give you a chart here in a few minutes that you can write down, use for yourself in the NFL, and it's going to be a very, very useful tool for you to use. But let's talk about a few things first. A few things to remember. One is, and I don't know if you've ever, ever discussed this before, so this may be the first time I'm bringing this up, but this is very important to know. Buying onto numbers is slightly more valuable than buying off of numbers. So what that means is, if you like a favorite, buying the favorite from three and a half to three is more valuable than buying from three to two and a half. So buying onto numbers, buying onto the three from three and a half to three is more valuable than buying off of the three, three to two and a half. Now they're still very valuable because three is an important number, but it's more valuable buying onto numbers than off of numbers. And this applies with three, four, seven, ten. And anytime you want to buy onto or off a number, it's always slightly more valuable to buy onto the number. So that's the first thing. And the second thing we have to remember, and this one we have talked about, I think most people understand this, that different points are worth different amounts, right? Buying onto or off of a seven is more valuable than buying onto or off of a five. And you may ask yourself, why is this? What determines value of points? And that's answered by how often do these games land on that number? Right, A football game will land, and today we're specifically talking NFL football. An NFL football game will land on 3 and 4 and 7 and 10 
a lot more than it will five and nine, right? Think about it. 24-21 is the most common score in football. And it's a three-point spread. It's a three-point outcome. That's what we're talking about here, right? 24-21 is 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 very common. You know what's not common? Uh, 29-20. You know, 25-14. Uh, to 14, Or excuse me, 25-16, right? These are not common point differentials. So that determines how, how valuable these numbers are. Teams who are minus three, this is a great number, great, great stat. In the NFL, teams who are minus three will win by exactly three about 9% of the time. That's a big number. Compared to teams who are minus five will win by exactly five about 1.5% of the time. So if you look at it, it's it's incredibly more likely that it lands on that three, four, seven, ten, And therefore, as a result of that, it's just way more valuable to mess around with a 7 compared to a 5. So that's a couple things to remember. One, buying onto numbers is more valuable than buying off of numbers. And two, points are worth different amounts. We have to understand these things. All right, let's get into the chart. Let's talk about our chart. We're going to go through 1 through 11, and I'm going to let you all know exactly what these numbers are worth. Now, I'm going to do two uh, kind of two different... Actually, no, no, we're not. No, we're not. We're going to make this as easy as possible. So for the very, very key numbers, uh, I'm going to do a little bit more focus on those. But what we're going to do, if you want to sit down and write this out, okay, all you need to write is a chart that has 1 through 11, Okay, so just one, two, three, write it vertically, one through 11. And what we're going to give you is the cent value, the dollar value of what it should be worth buying onto or off these numbers. Now, in general, we're just going to find the middle number because like, let's use, uh, let's use two as an example. If you're going to buy onto or off of two, that's worth around six points if you average it. If you buy onto two, it's worth about, or six cents, I should say. Okay, so if you're going to buy onto two, that should be worth about 6.2 cents, okay? If you're going to buy off of two, that should be worth around 6 cents, if not just a slight bit under 6 cents. But you see what I'm saying. We're dealing with hundreds of decimals here. So just for the sake of simplicity, I'm going to give everyone one number, okay? So this is, if you're going to buy off of or onto this number, this is what you want to look for, okay? So let's go through this chart. It's my phone. No, I can't do that. All right. Let's go through this chart. So one is worth six cents. Two is worth six cents. Now I'm going to explain all this in a second. If this doesn't make sense to you guys, just stick with me. One is worth six cents. Two is worth six cents. Three is worth 21 cents. Now to go more into detail for three, it's worth 22 cents to buy onto the three. It's worth 20 cents to buy off the three. Okay, so that's one where I'm going to distinguish is three and seven. So three, it's worth 22 cents to buy on, 20 cents to buy off. We can average with 21. Four is worth seven cents. Five is worth five cents. Six is worth 10 cents. Seven is worth 15 cents if you buy onto the seven, and it's worth 14 cents if you buy off of the seven. So again, seven is 15 cents if you buy on, 14 cents if you buy off. Eight is worth six cents. Nine is worth two cents. 10 is worth 10 cents. And 11 and everything over 11 is very close to six cents 
except for 14, which is worth around 11. Okay. So for the 11, what you should do is write 11 plus, right? For signifying 11 and everything up, like plus 11. And then that's all six cents. So 11, 12, 13, that's all six cents, except for 14. 14 is worth 11 cents. Okay. So now let's rewind. Let's talk about what the hell we mean when we talk about cents here. So when we refer to cents, moving a line, a certain number of cents, that's just the way that we explain in sports betting terms how much we move the price. So if we have a game that's minus 110 and we move that line six cents, we move that price six cents, it would go from minus 110 to minus 116, right? Or it would go from minus 110 to minus 104, depending on what direction we're moving it. But the idea is that's how you, that's the vernacular used in sports betting, right? That's how you determine how much you move it is on cents. A move from minus 110 to minus 120 is a 10 cent move. So what we can do with these numbers is the chart simply represents the spread. So every one of those numbers, one, two, three, four, all the way through 11 is the point spread. So what you can do is go look every spread you see in the NFL and use this chart. So if there's a, if there's a, a, a let's say there's a six and a half, you like a, a favorite minus six and a half, but you want to buy it down to six. Well, you go to this chart and you see, okay, how much does it cost to buy onto or off of a six? Because that's the idea here, right? We're not going to, we're trying to make this easy to digest. Okay. So it could be a little bit more like, like complex and detailed, but I think this is the best way to approach this today. So anyway, let's say we want to buy that from six and a half to six. Well, we go to our chart, we can see six is worth 10 cents. So if they're charging plus six and a half minus 110, and we want to, excuse me, minus six and a half minus 110, and we want to buy that down to six, we know a fair price is to pay 10 cents. So if the sports book is going to charge us 10 cents, and now we have to pay minus 120, that's actually a fair bet. Because it's not fantastic because they're not charging, you know, eight cents, but it's fair. They're charging 10 cents. They should charge 10 cents. We should make that bet if we like the bet. There's nothing wrong with that. They're charging a fair price. But what you'll find is that a lot of sports books, if you buy from six and a half to six, they won't charge 10 cents. They'll charge 12 cents or 15 cents or 20 cents. So this chart can be very useful to see what is it worth to buy onto or off of these numbers. And the reason why I went into more detail with three and seven is because those are so hyper important that you understand the difference in those even more, right? So three is worth 22 cents to buy on, 20 cents to buy off, but it's still a good measure. So you can look at FanDuel or DraftKings or whatever book you use and say, okay, if I want to buy a game from minus three and a half to minus three, we know, okay, damn, I, they could charge up to 22 cents and that would be a fair bet. But you know what? They're often going to charge a lot more than that. And that's why a lot of this matters is, look, I get it. If you want to buy one half point here or there and you take a minus 120 when you, when you should take a minus 110, it's like, who really cares, right? Who gives a shit? But it's making a habit of this and doing this consistently that will bleed people dry. So what does all this mean? All those numbers, the one through 11, the, the sense of their worth, what does that all mean? Those prices are all fair prices. So you can look and like I said, go look at the NFL Look at all these numbers and you can see yourself. Is it worth it or not to buy that point based on what your sportsbook is charging? Now, this happens everywhere in the real world all the time. We just don't see it happening, okay? When you go buy a shirt, what happens is the store you're buying the shirt from bought that wholesale. Let's say they bought the shirt for 20 bucks or and now they're selling it to you for 75 bucks, right? So 
there's always a markup. That's how retail works. The difference here in the sports betting world is we can see what that wholesale cost is. You see in, in the store, when you go into your, to your place to buy your shirt, it doesn't say on the tag, this pair of jeans is 50 bucks, but we only paid 10 bucks for it. We don't see the markup. We just see the final price and that's it. I feel like that's how a lot of people treat sports betting. But the difference is we've exposed this. We know the wholesale cost. We know exactly what it should cost or what they should charge to buy onto a six or off a six. So if they charge 15, 20 cents, we now know, is that a good buy, bad buy? In the real world, if we could see what they paid wholesale, we would know if it's a good buy, bad buy, bad buy for whatever we want to buy, you know, in, in the in the world. So these things happen all the time. It's just with sports betting, we've found a way to shed back what they're trying to hide, and we can see based on data what they should be charging. So we can use this information to make good winning sports bets and make good decisions in our sports betting career, right? If the book, if the sports book is charging 15 cents to buy onto a 10, that's a bad buy. But if the sports book is charging 15 cents to buy onto a three, that's a great buy. All you do is compare cost to value. And there you go. What are they charging? What should they be charging? That'll get you to your good bets. Isn't that funny how it always funnels back to that pure idea? All these complex nuanced things, and it all comes back to what is the market charging? What should the market be charging? And you know, let, let's move on to the kind of the next idea of today's podcast, because now that we've talked about that, let's discuss modern sports betting and buying points, how it works today. Because even five years ago, this was very different. The idea of buying a half point is actually, in my opinion, largely gone. Now, it still exists occasionally, but what used to happen was, you know, you would choose a team. Let's say you liked a team minus three and a half. And on the checkout screen or the place a bet screen, whatever you want to call it, there'd be a little drop down menu. And it'd say, do you want to buy a half point? Do you want to buy one point? Do you want to buy two points? And you'd have the option to buy points there. What happens now is sports books have a completely different section called alternate lines or alternate spreads. And it's the same idea, but it's a very different process. And you may ask yourself, why? What makes that different? What does it matter if I have a drop-down menu asking if I want to buy to three or if I have a different page with the alternate spreads? And it matters because it's what, and this is, it's kind of, these sports books are so tricky and they're just thieves and they do these sneaky little things everywhere to where when you notice what's going on it's so obvious and so slimy that's why i love exposing the truth on these exposing the truth like i'm talking conspiracies but on these podcasts right and i'm serious about this so here's the thing is it's so much harder to spot unfair pricing if it's surrounded by other unfair pricing so when you just do the normal old school way and you get the men, the betting menu and you pull up the three and a half and there's the drop down to buy it to three or two and a half or whatever, you can see right there. Okay, three is worth minus 110. Buying to three and a half is worth minus 125. Buying to whatever, you know, you can keep going, right? It shows you right there. So it's easy to compare and see if it's a good price, bad price. If all of a sudden it showed you that they're going to charge 25 cents to move, it would stick out to you more. It would stand out like, like a sore thumb. Here's the thing, though. When it's surrounded by other prices that are unfair, it's much more tough to notice. It's like if Whole Foods prices were in a normal grocery store, they would stand out. But Whole Foods prices in Whole Foods seem normal because everything else around is expensive, right? So that's the point here. Go look right now, whether it's DraftKings or FanDuel or whatever you use, BetMGM, go look right now and see what they're charging this weekend in the NFL 
to buy onto or off these points and these alternate spreads. Get the, get the chart we talked about, write it down, write down those numbers, and go compare those numbers to the NFL. What you'll see is that they're not pricing these fairly. They are never, ever pricing these games like they should be. They're always going to charge 14 or 15 cents for a 10 cent scenario. They're always going to charge eight or nine cents for a six cent scenario. Essentially, the sports books know what we know, right? This information I gave you in the chart, the reason I'm willing to give this on, on such a public podcast is a lot of people know this info, right? This, this is great for the public better, but for the pro or for the bookie, they know this. They understand what it's worth to buy onto a three, into a seven, into an eight, into a nine, into a 10. They know. That's how they can price their, their lines to ensure they make money. So all of this, does this all mean that we should never buy a half point? Well, pretty much. <laughs> right? Now, not entirely, right? Not unless they're priced fairly. And I will say this, if you look around, you will actually find fairly priced alternate lines more than you may think. It, they are out there. I'm not saying never make these, price, these, these bets. I'm just saying be a lot more careful because it's so common these days that people will just throw it's like everyone just knows the key numbers. Everyone knows that three and seven are key numbers, right? So people now make parlays to where if a game is minus five, you know, or if a game is minus five, they'll make the minus two and a half alternate line. And then they'll parlay it with another game that they like the underdog, but that spread is plus six. So they'll take the alternate line at plus seven and a half for that game. It's just like there's constant habits of buying a point, buying a half point, alternate spreads, alternate lines. And this is the problem with it. It's if you're constantly doing that, you're constantly paying 14 cents for something you should pay 10 cents for and, 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 and down the line, right? And this is actually, I've got an example here. So if you're a $20 better, okay? So if you're just a $20 better, which, which means every game you bet 22 to win 20, and let's say you only make five bets a week. I think that's very, very fair for a lot of people out there. You make five bets a week, 20 bucks a bet. Well, if you just make single bets and don't touch the line, don't do anything, just make bets, even if you're flipping coins, guessing randomly, your end of month expectation is to lose about 62 bucks. Your end of year expectation is to lose about 740. Okay. Again, that's five bets a week, betting 20 bucks a game. End of month, about negative 62. End of year, about negative 740. Now, let's say that same better bought a half point. Not every game, but every other game. Just every other game, they buy a half point. Same thing, 20 bucks a bet, five bets a week, but they're buying a half point every other bet. Their end of month expectation now drops to $208, negative. Their end of year expectation drops to negative 2,500. Let's compare those, okay? So for the better who never bought a half point ever, just took the normal bets, even if he's flipping coins. At the end of the year, he can expect to be down about 740 bucks. The better who bought a half point every other game, he, at the end of the year, can expect to be down about 2,500. 740 versus 2,500. And that's just buying a half point every other game. Folks, these numbers are staggering. This is crazy what buying a half point will do if you make a habit of it. That's my point with this show. Once or twice, not a big deal. Making a habit of it, though, is hugely detrimental. Okay? And the same thing with teasers. I am seeing... Just, I mean, it's it's almost like like legalized stealing. Seriously, it reminds me of, of banks or insurance companies. This is crazy what's going on with these sports books. I mean, 
what I'm seeing nowadays with teasers is absolutely fucking ridiculous. They're normalizing ripping us off. I saw FanDuel the other day charging minus 134 for a teaser. That's bananas. That's never happened before. A teaser should be minus 120. And that's fair. That's market fair. Okay. You buy it's a six point NFL teaser should be minus 120. A six point college football teaser should be even money. Those are very, very tough prices to get. Now I can get these prices because I have so many outs. I still do business with people who don't want to rip you off every single bet you make. But go to FanDuel, go to BetMGM, go to DraftKings and see what it costs to move to. Because that's why teasers don't exist. This is the whole point of today's show, right? Is sportsbooks have now hidden ways to rip you off. The teaser, You can't even make a teaser anymore on like DraftKings or other sportsbooks. What you have to do is buy the alternate lines for both games, which is going to be so much more expensive. Let's do a quick example right here, okay? I'm going to pause this actually, do a quick example. We'll be right back. All right, we're back. We are back. Okay, I do want to be clear about something. You can make teasers on a lot of these places, right? So like FanDuel, BetMGM, they do have a teaser section. It's just so expensive. So right now I did an example. FanDuel is currently charging minus 134 for a two-team six-point teaser. You can't get that price of minus 120 unless you make it down to a five-and-a-half-point teaser. So they're buying a half point at each game for free at FanDuel. That's crazy. Uh, BetMGM, they're charging minus 130 for a six-point teaser. So you see what I'm saying? This is becoming more and more normalized. This was my fear when sports betting became legal. I thought this could go one of two ways. Either they do this and start ganging up on people and ripping people off and no one cares. All of you out there, most public bettors don't give a shit about these prices. You're just betting into it. So the sportsbooks are like, why would we change the prices if they're just going to keep betting into it, right? That's one direction I thought this could go, unfortunately. The other is the classic retail model where where competition would drive these prices down. But unfortunately, the consumers of today's sports betting market in America just aren't doing that much of a job of showing that they're educated, right? They're making bad bets consistently and prices don't seem to deter the average sports bettor these days. So that's what you want to watch out for is a six point teaser in the NFL should be minus 120. Now let's give a quick example of something else that's going on. There are places that you can make bets like DraftKings that offer a fair price. DraftKings will charge minus 120 for a six point teaser, but DraftKings also gives you the opportunity to make bets outside of the teaser format. And they do this because they know a small percentage of people out there, no matter how small, will make the mistake of doing this. So if you just want, let's say a classic Wong teaser, we want to tease the Cowboys from minus eight and a half to minus two and a half this weekend. We're not going to give this out as a pick. This is just an example. We want to take the Cowboys from minus eight and a half to minus two and a half. And we want to take the, the New York Jets from plus two and a half to plus eight and a half. Okay. That's a classic six point teaser. DraftKings actually will charge you minus 120 if you use the teaser option. So what you have to do is select each normal point spread. And then in the bet slip, go to the teaser option. They'll charge minus 120. But if you made that same bet on the alternate lines and you went to the New York Jets and found plus eight and a half on the alternate lines and you went to the Dallas Cowboys and found minus two and a half on the alternate lines and didn't do it in the teaser format, DraftKings would now charge you minus 147. Again, that's instead of minus 120. You do the normal teaser way, they charge minus 120. You do it the alternate spread way, same exact, same exact bet, and they charge minus 147. Same website, same sports book, same teams, same bet. One's minus 120, one's minus 147. So if you are going to make teasers, 
always do it the normal way. Put in the classic lines, go to the bet slip, and opt to move the line with the teaser option. Do not multiply or do not parlay several games together with these alternate lines. You know, I mean, I know today's show has gotten a little bit different with teasers. and It's all the same idea, right? What is it worth to be buying these points? Because a teaser is the same thing. A teaser is buying points. You're just buying six points for a two-team parlay where you move the spread in two games. That's all a teaser is. You know, and, and it's just what's going on here is the public is going to bet these regardless. That's the depressing thing with all this is I see the future of, oh, yeah, Six-point teaser, minus 140, that's normal. Six-point teaser, minus 150, that's normal. I mean, I know there's a breaking point. There's got to be for for all of you out there. And I don't want to sound pejorative because I know a lot of people who listen to this show are public sports bettors, but it just doesn't make any sense. I mean, we always talk about this. If you owned a breakfast restaurant, let's, let's do a little role play, okay? You own a breakfast restaurant, and let's say you charged $100 for eggs and bacon. That's it. You get eggs and two pieces of ba- or uh, eggs, two pieces of bacon for a hundred dollars. But let's say you had a full restaurant and you were booked every day of the week. You were booked solid. People called for reservations. You're like, I wish we could help you out. We're booking six months in advance. You can't do enough to get people. You, people just keep coming through. Okay. What incentive do you have to lower your prices? Now, there's some people out there who may go, "What the fuck's going on at that restaurant?" Who would go pay $100 for eggs and bacon, right? But the point is, if you're busy, if you're full, if people keep coming back, if you got the reservations booked solid, what incentive do you have to lower your prices? If anything, you may say, huh, maybe we should go 110 bucks for eggs, right? That's what's going on here. We live in a world where people are more than happy to pay $100 for eggs and bacon and they keep going back every day. I mean, this analogy seems so silly, but really this is exactly what's going on in the sports betting world. I mean, I've never seen more smart people, brilliant people who are so smart and advanced and genius in their own field, in their own life, but then they get into the sports betting world and just make these mistakes over and over, these these simple mistakes that are easy to fix and move on from and not make. You know, there's a great line Colin Cowherd, our radio host, used to have. He used to say, uh, there's two things that'll make smart men dumb, beautiful women and sports. And I know maybe that is a little outdated based on what's going on in culture today, but you get the point, right? The idea is very smart people just get thrown off when you put a sports book in front of them and they have to make bets. I don't get why, you know, this idea of making 10 team parlays. Some of my buddies who are very, very smart people make 10 team parlays every week. And I'm sitting there going, I mean, I don't say anything to them anymore. I'm just like, why? Why are you throwing your money away with this stuff? So overall, that's what's happening here. And the more we understand about buying points, the more we understand about teasers and manipulating the spread, the better we will do in the long term. And to kind of circle back for how we started the show, that's the point of this podcast. That's why I'm here is at the end of the day, it's your money, not my money. So if you want to make those decisions, it doesn't really affect me, but it's my job to inform, educate. Look, sports betting is simple on the face, but if you want to be good at it, it's extraordinarily nuanced and complex. So you get into a topic like buying points. So many people just slough it off, buy the half point, take the alternate spread. You have to be careful because sports books have one goal, like any business, to make money. So everything they do, including offering alternate spreads, is to get more money from you. Be careful. 
be smart, be a good shopper and good consumer, and you'll do just fine. I appreciate you listening. Uh, stay tuned. We got some picks coming up this week. Big night of hockey coming up tonight and tomorrow. And uh, we got conference championships this weekend in college football. So plenty going on this week. We'll talk to you soon right here on Sports Biting Daily.